everyone! I am so excited today. We're starting our yoga series. We are going to be having yoga twice a month with Paula Evans. I think that yoga is so important at the Fearless Great Age to keep us flexible, to keep us healthy when we're older, that we can move fluidly. And so I'm so excited to have Paula, who's going to be working with us twice a month, twice a month on yoga. So Paula, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? Okay. Um, uh, my name is Paula Evans. I work at Rise Yoga Studio in Mequon. I just opened up in September and I've received a warm embrace from the Mequon community. It's been great. Um, so I'm meeting people like Jennifer. Um, so yoga really is a philosophy. It's a guide to living well. And that guide is written down in ancient texts and you could study yoga forever. We're just going to focus on asana, which is just one limb of yoga. So one part of it, asana, is the physical practice. And it's the easiest thing for us to really uh, wrap our brains around because we're using our body. So we use our body every day. So we can use our body to connect um, our body and our breath and quiet the chattering mind. So it's hard for me. Yeah. <laughs> it's hard for everyone. It's That's a, good to know. It's called a practice because we never really, um, most of us never to the end. Yoga is a lifetime journey. Mm -hmm. I like that because I think, I know from my own, when I do yoga, I like sometimes you feel challenged to like, you know, do this, the pose of furthest in your oh, mind yeah. of somebody and it's really a personal journey, isn't yeah, it? It is. But the, the poses can be fun. Um, there are many different types of yoga. So I wanted to talk a little bit about the different types of yoga so that everyone throughout their life can find a practice that will fit their body and what they need to do. So uh, we'll start with what most people know, that's Hatha Yoga. Um, it's just, uh, that just means that you're doing postures. So yoga basics or beginner yoga would be moving at a slow pace, just learning each uh, posture. We call them asanas or poses. Um, you might have heard of down dog or <laughs> triangle pose maybe. And plank pose is in there, although it feels like a little workout when you're in plank pose. <laughs> yeah, it does. Yeah. Um, and so that is where most people start with just this beginner yoga or yoga basics. Standing postures that will work on strength and flexibility at the same time. So I'm going to come into a pose called Trikonasana or Triangle Pose. And it's really important for my legs to be strong. Knees are a little micro bend, not bent. I'm going to reach out and so I'm working on the flexibility of the back of my legs while staying really strong and then with those strong legs I can turn and twist the body open through the chest and gaze up. So there's a lot going on here but the standing postures mostly focus on this nice strength of the legs and freedom through the rest of the body. Moving from the core is key so I'm going to lift up and pivot my feet and just take that on the other side. Again, it's working strength, lengthening through your spine, and really opening up through the back line of the legs. So the hamstrings, hamstrings are notoriously tight. <laughs> there is also yoga called uh, vinyasa flow. Um, so if you look at someone's schedule, you might see a vinyasa flow class. And that's really the same postures, but you're moving with your breath. So it's one movement, one breath. Mm -hmm. Sometimes people will put on some fun music to go with it, and you'll be moving the whole time. 
you're going to build strength, you're going to build flexibility and stamina. Is that faster yoga then? That, because you're moving the breath? Or it's just it is fast. It will feel faster because you will, um, you're kind of expected to know a little, some of the postures already, um, not all of them, and you'll move with your breath. So it'll link the poses together so it'll feel like you're moving a little bit faster. You should be able to still breathe deeply through your nose and so your breath will be a guide whether you need to slow down or not. Okay. But this is the most popular uh, yoga practice. You'll see it oh. everywhere. Um, people like the music, people like to, um, you know, a little bit faster pace so their mind stays busy. <laughs> um, and it is a lot of fun. That's kind of the first practice that I came into was a vinyasa type practice. So Surya Namaskar A or Sun Salutation A is um, a set of series of movements that make up the vinyasa flow of practice. Really your vinyasa flow is a connecting of postures. So they're loosely based around these sun salutations. So I'll show you Surya Namaskar A, Sun Salutation A. And then we'll move into my favorite, which is the Shtanga Vinyasa Yoga. This is a system of yoga that comes to us from India as well, where yoga originated. Um, it is a series that we practice the same postures every day. As you gain strength, as you gain flexibility and stamina, more postures are added. So it um, grows, it gets longer, but you become more efficient moving one movement, one breath, and so you're this will get shorter and longer at the same time. Okay. Um, so you, so every day you'll be doing the same poses, and then when you yeah. achieve them or whatever word you would use, then you go on to do add more poses and continue. Yeah. So you'll be able to see your progress, which is a nice thing. Mm -hmm. Some people think you might get bored doing the same thing, but I promise you, I've been practicing Ashtanga for six years, and I have not gotten bored <laughs> with it yet. Um, sometimes I have to back off. Sometimes I've had a, an injury before that go a little bit backwards in my practice and stop a little bit earlier. Sometimes you'll go forward. It really makes you accept where you are at each moment. How so, long like does that when you're, so now you've been doing it for six years in general, how long does that practice take you when you're doing one of them? So if I do my full practice, it takes about two hours. Uh, you don't need to practice for <laughs> two hours. So some of our beginners that come in and practice, they might practice for a half an hour to an hour. Mm -hmm. And really it's as much time as you have. So it's great for beginners because they can say, I have 45 minutes today, mm -hmm. I'm gonna do this much of my practice, and then we move on. So when you teach a class class for that, like how long do you set aside for someone because you know they're learning, you know, people are doing it at different paces. So is it like an hour class? And then people do what they can in that hour? Because you said yours could take two. Yeah. So on our schedule, most of them are an hour and a half. Um, some days we have two hours. Hopefully I'll be able to lengthen that out uh, even more. But um, yeah, so they just need to come in and give themselves at least an hour to practice is a good idea. Um, so like a class might start at 7.30 and end at 9, but people might start at 8 o'clock and other people will be practicing mm -hmm. already. 
So some people really like that because they can't ever get anywhere on time. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> so it's a unique um, practice, I think. Not many people are used to that style where they have to memorize the mm -hmm. So you have to work on the grammar too. But once they have it, um, I really like it. You can do it anywhere. It's my favorite practice to take with me when I'm traveling. I just roll out my mat. I don't have to think about really what to do anymore. I just start my practice and go as long as I can. Um, it becomes a moving meditation, so the mind is real quiet. There's no music. It's a quiet room, yeah. and it's, uh, it's very, it can be very challenging. It's a very physical practice, but you can start off really slow. How often do you do, like, or do you recommend that people do it since it's a, you know, building process? In the beginning, I would say uh, three to five days a week depending on what the person is coming in. If there's someone that has already been you know, doing running or aerobics or you know, CrossFit or something, mm -hmm. um, already physically active, they could go right into six days a week. But if it's someone that's not moving a lot, I would want them to start off slower to kind of feel how it's gonna affect their body. So three to five days. Ideally, and ideally, <laughs> we practice six days a week and we take one day off. Um, it is a practice that once you get used to doing it, it's hard to take that day off. Um, um, and so that really helps us not be attached to outcomes. So not like trying to push through and get to a certain goal, but just enjoy the practice. Um, it seems like a real personalized it is. practice. You can modify everything um, to fit your body. Mm -hmm. So. And now is there another, like, so we've gone through three so we've far. We've gone through three, yeah. And that strong is my favorite, so I can talk <laughs> about it all day. Uh, and uh, then uh, there's practices that are softer on the body. So as we age, uh, we don't necessarily want to be you know, just pushing it so hard. We want to be kind to our joints. Uh, we want to feel the breath and find calm. So chair yoga is one of them. We use a chair as a prop. You can, sit it, you can be seated in the chair or you can stand next to the chair and hold on to the chair mm -hmm. for balance um, if needed. So. It's not necessarily uh, the aging population. It could be someone with an injury or an illness that they're dealing with that is preventing, you know, the balance is hard. Maybe something's going mm -hmm. on with the feet and we want to be seated. Uh, so it's a great practice. It can be strong too. You, if you turn your, mu your muscles on, but it's easy on the joints. And seems like a practice people could do at work too, like at their lunch you hour if they wanted to at do. Your desk. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Um, without looking too weird, too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Except for if you may be standing. Yeah. <laughs> but if you encourage everyone that you're doing to work with you, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it can be just, yeah, real easy things. Just stopping, pausing, and moving with your breath. Um, it's amazing what just a few breaths can do. Mm -hmm. So this practice allows everyone to continue to keep practicing. There's also restorative yoga, which I really like. Um, it is practice to help support you. So you are mostly on the ground. You use bolsters, blankets, blocks, all of our equipment. We get it all out and you like would maybe open up over a bolster and so you would come into a back bend. So your spine would be in a gentle extension. Your heart would be lifted. The chest would be opening. But then you're fully supported. So it almost feels like you're floating. Mm -hmm. You could probably fall asleep in some of these postures. And we hold them for three to five to oh. 10 to 15 minutes, depending on what the posture is. And it allows deeply held tension to leave the body. Oh, so it sounds really peaceful. It's very peaceful. Some people do fall asleep. 
I think that's good you say that because yeah. I'm sure I probably have it at some of my yoga classes as probably other people. So we feel better yeah, <laughs> we so fall asleep. Sometimes I, I say, like, if you fell asleep during uh, the ending pose of Shavasana or in this practice, your body just needed it. That's what you needed today. It's yeah. okay. If you snore, I'll just tickle your foot. <laughs> <laughs> you won't leave the, the studio. No, <laughs> leave <him> no. there. <laughs> Um, so restorative is a great practice. I find that a lot of CrossFit athletes will mm -hmm. enjoy this practice because they, they usually train six days a week. So um, one day off of just letting the body soften. Um, your muscles should be able to be strong, right? We want to be able to turn the muscle on. It's easy to see the bicep. But you wouldn't want your bicep to be stuck in that position mm -hmm. the whole time, right? And so we might feel muscles like at the top of the neck or some of us maybe in our hips that feel like they're almost stuck. Sometimes that can happen in the back. So giving yourself time to let those muscles soften. So a healthy muscle is soft until you decide to fire it. And then it should soften again when you're done. So this mm -hmm. is one way to encourage that and athletes will, will, will like that. Their, their brains are usually a little busy but um, once they start to relax the body, the mind will start to quiet and they can find some rest. It seems like a good restorative thing for their mind then too, to like, you know, athletes whose minds are racing to yeah. find an opportunity to try to, uh, let's see, be peaceful in their mind too. Yeah, it's definitely that opportunity and it, it is a practice too. It can be difficult some days, easier than others. So this is Supta Baddha Konasana, or butterfly on the back. It's a supported posture, so I'm going to come all the way down. I'm going to use all the props to make my body feel supported and not overstretched. So I'm supporting the side, and I'm going to support the outsides of my legs so I don't feel overstretched here. So some people that are more open, their knees would just drop to the ground. A little bit tighter here, so I'm going to give myself support. Let the hips open. And then I'm using this blanket to add a little support to the cervical spine here, lifting my head. As I let my arms come out, I'm feeling just a gentle stretch or opening through the chest and the top of the shoulders. So with this type of posture, it would be a natural breath in and out through the nose. The belly is soft and it will gently rise. posture like this could be held for about 10 minutes. If anyone feels uncomfortable after a while, they can simply uh, move out to yoga and move to another position and rest. That looks like fun. It is really <laughs> nice. It is really nice. You feel very supported and um, when you feel supported, We are going to talk about yoga for lower back, which is so important for all of us.